வெல்கம் டு கிரியேட்டிங் வெல் த்ரூ பேசிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இன் திஸ் ஷோ வி வில் டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் பெஸ்ட் அண்ட் வர்ஸ்ட் எக்ஸ்பீரியன்சஸ் அபவுட் பேசிவ் அண்ட் ஆக்டிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் அண்ட் ஐ ஆம் யுவர் ஹோஸ்ட் ராமகிருஷ்ணா லெஸ் பிகின் த ஷோ டுடேஸ் அவர் கெஸ்ட் இஸ் தேசி செரானோ ஃப்ரம் மேக் இட் ரெயின் கேபிட்டல் வெல்கம் தேசி Sure, thank you very much. A little bit about Desi. Desi serves as managing partner for Make It Train Capital, a private equity multifamily investment firm focused on acquiring apartment properties. Desi is a general partner in 42 units and limited partner in 445 units across two assets in Central Texas. Uh, with over 10 years of experience in international education and management, she has worked with clients from over 25 countries and managed international government scholarship accounts totaling more than 10 million this is goal or to help more individuals invest in real estate real estate multifamily to empower her community through mentorship and access to be a positive role model for her family and to retire her parents so with that desi you want add anything to your background uh yeah i mean the only thing i'd add is you know originally from from southern california and now reside in in austin uh we made the move out uh, some months back uh to be in our in our target market so yeah otherwise excited to share my story and and take it wherever you'd like to go rama sure thank you so would you share your thought process of getting into real estate and multifamily space really i uh was actually in international education for 10 years as you mentioned uh prior to real estate so had no interest in being in real estate <laughs> to be quite honest uh and my uh boyfriend now husband a uh, boyfriend at the time had read rich dad poor dad and gotten introduced to the real estate investing space so i started learning from him listening to podcasts and going to meetups and you know all the good jazz that everybody does when you're when you're starting to learn uh within the industry uh and you know the more i learned the more i realized that there was a, an opportunity right for for wealth creation for you know my family my community to be able to provide more access particularly for millennials uh because we didn't see that there were very many young people that were in the space and so that's really what uh drew me to to real estate multifamily specifically and you know from there just continued learning taking different courses uh sort of immersing myself in the space and uh you know from there started investing passively gone on to the general partnership side on the active side and you know this is here we are now right uh both as LPs and GPs in Austin in our target market uh, being boots on the ground. That's awesome. And would you share any of your limiting beliefs before getting into real estate and how did you overcome it? One of the big ones I would say uh you know is the the limiting belief around just not being in the in the space and you know not having a real estate background. I think that was a really big one at the beginning. Um you know seeing my transferable skills from the industry that I'd been in for so long. and the beauty of multifamily as you know rama is that there's so much education right because we're constantly working with our investors with our partners it is a very educational based environment and so being able to transfer all of those skills where before i thought none of those skills were really transferable right so i think it was in part right a limiting belief with not seeing myself in the industry and once i found what i call my tribe A, a group of women that i that i um, met through a meetup in los angeles where i lived at the time i think once i met my tribe and you know found other women that resonated with me that uh really in- empowered me and encouraged me to to continue moving forward then i was able to to get through that quite a bit got it and thank you so what what is your investment philosophy 
Sure. So we invest in, uh, you know, B and C assets, right, that have a value add component. I think a lot of us, you know, are, are looking for that investment strategy specifically. Uh, we knew from a very early stage that we didn't want to invest in, in California because it wasn't as business friendly as other states. Uh, and so we were exploring different markets and really, uh, you know, like the, the growth and the, the potential that was here in, in the central Texas area. Um, which is why we ended up investing in, in San Antonio and 445 doors across two different assets. And, you know, now look for very similar uh, type of deals and returns for, for our investors as well. Sure. Thank you. Would you say a little bit more about those two deals and what, what is your role and, you know? Sure. For those two deals, we were uh, we were limited partners, so uh, we provided the capital. Right, there was a it was a syndication model, so there was a group that was here local to town. Actually, it was two sponsors. One was local to town. Was one was in LA where we were located, uh, and they sourced the deal. You know, went through the entire acquisition process, uh, presented the deal once it was you know ready for for investors and. One thing that we did, you know, of course, in addition to doing all the, the market research in terms of, you know, the city's growth, employment, unemployment, um, you know, different employers in the area. Once all of those metrics were checked off, we actually flew out to the market as well to kind of get a feel for what it felt like, right? walking around the neighborhood, walking around the property. We secret shopped the property. So we went in as if we were tenants, right? Prospective residents, and we're looking to move in uh, just to get a better feel for, for what we were putting our money into and investing into. Great. Thank you very much. And would you share any of you are you know, some best experiences or challenging experiences investing in the, those two deals? Good experiences, I would say, is going through the COVID era that we're in, right? Um, the sponsors that we worked with were just very diligent uh, and had, I think, a lot of things in place proactively, right, to mitigate risk. And so with that, there was only one quarter when distributions were paused. And that was the very first quarter, uh, you know, when when the world sort of shut down, right, due to COVID. And thereafter, every uh, quarter, we continued getting distributions. And it was just, I think, a, a highlight, right, of the asset management, the property management, uh, you know, the entire team working together, right, to make sure that the property was continuing to perform. Uh, and, you know, that I would say that was a one of the, the highlights, for sure, of, of going through this process. Got it. Uh, you're working on GP side also, and you closed one deals, uh, and your group closed 42 units. So would you share a little bit more about that acquisition process and how are you operating that property? A 42 unit here in Austin, in North Austin, if you're familiar, if your audience is familiar with this area. Uh, and it was an off-market deal sourced through one of our partners, and we were invited as, as co-GPs, right, to be part of this acquisition of, of the team. Uh, for this property. And so uh, the, the metrics, right, of the immediate area are, are amazing. They're, it's very close to a soccer stadium that was recently built uh, earlier this year. It's very close to the domain, which is a, you know, live, work, play area in town. Um, so a lot of growth, a lot of technology, a lot of uh, really good companies that are in that in that space. Uh, and so, yes, the opportunity came from, you know, somebody else that we knew in the industry, right? They were the ones who who found the off-market deal. And in terms of going through the process 
you know, it's been great working with the property management company. I think they've they've taken a very proactive uh, role, right, with with in terms of the of the asset um, being on ground shortly after we acquired this 42 unit. Uh, a couple of the the leads acquired the property next door, and so with that, there's economy of scale. They were able to bring in a leasing agent, right, uh, for both properties. And so a lot of times the issue that you have with smaller properties is not having enough to have a full-time uh, leasing person, right, or property manager on, on the property. So now with having both of those, there's been a lot of uh, economies of scale, right, having a maintenance person that's there, that's present. Um, and so with that, right, mentioned that it was a value add acquisition. So what that's looked like is really coming in, improving, you know, the interiors, right? We have two different options, a premium option and then the a regular option. And so it's kind of playing with the market, right? Seeing, okay, if we put in granite countertops, how much are we able to get? If we put in these kind of doorknobs, what does that look like in terms of the, the resident impact, right? So it's been a lot of you know, figuring out what the market wants and what the market is looking for, right? What residents are looking for. Um, so that's been on the, in terms of the interior renovations. And then on the exterior, it's been rebranding completely. So the name of the property was changed uh, altogether. Uh, and just to be able to spice it up, right? And, and add a new, new flavor to the property, we brought in uh, the property management company that, that is leading it. Um, has also implemented like web-based applications where before tenants were paying with check or money order. Now it's all electronic. There's a new website. So all of the rebranding that's been um, implemented into this property is really to attract a different kind of tenant, right? It's in an area that is definitely path of progress. It's changing. And so with wanting to bring in a different type of resident, it's bringing in the interior and exterior uh, facilities right to be able to attract that tenant base got it and thank you so what is your exit plan on this deal are you planning to uh, renovate all 42 units or what exactly you plan? Mm, yeah so it's it's a three to five year uh, plan right with either a refi or a sale uh, it was a bridge loan um, so at this point it will really depend on on market dynamics at the time um, but yes the goal is to hold it for anywhere from three to five years and return you know money to to investors at that point and depending on where we are then you know we have a few options at that point got it so so would you share any of your best real estate investing experience so far yes i would say from you know uh, an operator's uh you know perspective it's been just seeing the the community and camaraderie in the space right in the industry uh you know we've seen that there's a lot of support people want to see other people succeed and even though a lot of us are technically competitors right because a lot of us go for the same properties maybe in the same area um it's been really refreshing to see that you know there's there's a lot of support right and and people want to see other people win um so i would say that's that's one of the main ones right where we meet people whether it's through a podcast or through a conference or through a meetup, whatever the case may be. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of them then become friends, right? And there's a, a personal relationship there as well. So I would say that that's definitely been one of the highlights coming into, into this space, right? Coming from a very different background um, and working in a very different field. Got it. Yeah. And would you also share any of your challenging uh, real estate investing experience so far? 
challenging real estate investing experience from an, from a passive investor side? Uh, both in anything like passive or active. Sure. So I would say on the active side, when we first acquired the property, there were a lot of month-to-month leases. Uh, and so the, the difficulty, right, of acquiring a property that has a lot of month-to-month is that when there's new management, there's always a possibility of tenants leaving, right, depending on what, what changes happen and, you know, what that transition looks like. For us, it was it was something, it was a challenge, right, that we had to mitigate uh, and put a, a plan in place for. So it actually turned out to be really good uh, in the long run because since we did have leases expiring, we were actually able to go in and renovate units a lot faster than we thought we may have been able to before. Um, so, you know, with going in, renovating units, then raising the, the premiums right to, to market rent, then we were able to increase the NOI, the net operating income. And so that, you know, was initially a challenge, but definitely turned into an opportunity. Got it. Cool. So what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? Sure. Current focus is providing access for millennials, right, to invest in, in multifamily. We're very, very passionate about that. We feel that, you know, there's a strong need, right, for, for more young people to be in the industry. And, and that starts with somebody knowing, right, that they can be in the space, that they can invest, that they can be on the active side and, and make a big impact. Uh, so that's something that, you know, I would say I'm, I'm really excited for, right? I'm excited for the move to Texas, right? It's opened up so many opportunities and doors uh, for us now being here in the market. So it's just continuing to grow, continuing to help other people as much as possible and, and grow at the same time. Cool, cool. Thank you. Uh, and any one advice that have impact on you? Yes. I mean, I would say just, just doing it, right? Taking that consistent action. Uh, you know, looking back now to a year, year and a half, I'm in such a different place now versus, you know, where I was at the time. And, you know, when I started, I, I didn't think I wanted to be on the active side. I didn't even think I wanted to be in real estate. And, you know, this, this whole world opened up to me and I wasn't closed off to it. Right. So my advice for anybody listening, all your listeners would be to, to stay open, right. To the opportunities that might present themselves and to continue taking action. Because even if you do one thing per day, that will add, right? Every day, every day that you continue to do something, even if it's something minimal, uh, you know, that creates such a big ripple effect right into, into the future. So that's my advice, right? Stay, stay hungry, stay motivated and continue putting in the work day in and day out. Cool. And any books that impacted your life and what way? Yes, the power of habit is one of the the big ones for me um, on a personal level, right? Just in terms of knowing that uh, everything is changeable, right? Nothing is is static. And, you know, if if there's things, habits, uh, you know, anything you want to change in your life, there's there's a way to do that. Uh, And then on the professional side, I would say traction. Uh, You know, it's really, it's an entrepreneurial operating system and it's helped us in our business to grow, to scale, um, to really have our goals down and, and be very clear on what we're working on each and every day. Got it. Cool. Uh, how are you giving back to community? I'm giving back to my community in big part through the podcast, right? I think that's a, a huge way. Uh, we provide education, right? We we actually sit down with with anybody who wants to, right, on, on a Zoom call or, or a phone call, um, you know, and, and share, right, the, the knowledge and, and all the, 
the learning lessons that we're gaining along the way. Uh, and we also have a meetup here in Austin. Um, so we bring people together, right? There's an educational component, but a lot of it is networking, right? It's expanding, you know, your the those people around you, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And so the more we can continue to add value to people, I think the more we'll continue on, on this path. Cool. Great. And how can listeners can connect with you, Desi? Yeah, sure. So uh, you can find us on makeitraincapital.com, www.makeitraincapital.com, or we're very active on Instagram as well. And that's makeitraincapital on Instagram, Instagram handle. Uh, Or you can email me, daisy at makeitraincapital.com. So happy to connect and, and chat with any of you listening. Sure. And thank you very much, Daisy. And thanks for sharing your experiences, both active and passive side. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. Totally, totally. Thank you so much for having me, Rama. Sure. Take care. Sure. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.